Welcome to the Empath Rising Podcast, where we are healing from narcissistic abuse with human design, tarot, and astrology. I'm your host, Raven Scott. Make sure to share this podcast with a friend, spread the love, spread the light, and subscribe. With emotional intelligence and harmonious spirit, I embrace the power of resolving conflicts and tensions, navigating emotional terrain with grace, and fostering understanding and harmony in all my interactions. This is gate six in the human design charts affirmation for this week. This is your affirmation, dear empath, for the week. I wanted to share with you an episode today regarding the energy of what the sun is activating in us. There are three groups of people that will be impacted by this activation. Now, this activation happens because the sun is transiting through the gate six, similar to how this you understand the sun transits through zodiac signs, there's different degrees. So the circular human design mandala has all of the gates in a mishmash of number order. They're all grouped and lumped into their zodiac signs. So gate six is the Virgo gate of conflict. And it's this activation is occurring Saturday, the 16th, September 16th, 2023, through Thursday, the 21st of 2023. And while this is happening, we also have the Earth in 36. Now we're just coming off a fresh new moon that just occurred Friday. So we kind of have this energy of clarity, newness, We're ready for a new journey, new beginnings, planting seeds for setting the proper intentions of what's not working in our life because Virgo is very analytical and perfectionistic. In a good way, it could also be shadowy, but if we really harness it for our highest good, it can be very clarifying. It can be impactful and it can give us earth grounded information that we need to know. So the three groups of people and how this is activating. So number one, in your chart, if you have gate six white, not highlighted at all, not circled, then you will still feel this as this week it's activating in your chart. You are amplifying this energy through the collective. Now, the other group is you have this gate defined in your chart, it's circled in, and this is in the solar plexus. So if you have your chart in front of you, look at the triangle on the bottom right. And if you don't have your chart, you can sign up to get your free chart uh, at ravenscott.show, my homepage. There's a form to fill out there, and I can send that to you so you can take a look and see where is my gate six in the solar plexus, bottom right triangle pointing towards the right. And if you have it defined, then you have it circled. This is going to be a really strong feeling for you because this is something that's very strong in your characteristics and your life and your focus is striving for peace overall through conflict. Many relationships in your life probably have conflict 
And so you're very familiar with this energy. So it's activating right now and, and really triggering up more. Like it's just almost like a magnifying glass on this energy that you already have and experience. And then the third group is those who have this in your sun gate, top right conscious or subconscious. It can also be the top left. And this therefore gets you into your incarnation cross and also leads if you're interested in the gene keys. That is one of your big major parts of your karma and your evolution as a soul is this gene key of peace or it's called conflict through the human design gate as well as the gene key but the ultimate evolution or striving for is peace and so you will definitely feel this very strong because that is it's a karmic type of energy for you because this is your incarnation cross this is your soul's purpose of like what you are learning in human school this lifetime. So if keeping that in mind, taking a look at your chart, we're all going to feel this. So I'm going to go through gate six and a bit of the gene key to describe it. So back to the basics for all of my note takers, gate six is called friction in the I Ching system because each gate has an I Ching located near it. It is called conflict. And the astrology, like I said, this is occurring during Virgo season. Therefore, this is Virgo. Um, if you have a birthday, probably very soon, right around this, these dates, take a look at your chart. I'd love to know. I'm going to guess that your, your sun gate has gate six. Now, the highest gene key expression, like I said, is peace. It's this, I mean, you all know it because you've been in conflict with a narcissist. It was like, how do I, first of all, the question is, why do I keep experiencing this? And with karma, it's always this like, in the life's evolution school, if we haven't learned the lesson the first time, it'll come back around in the form of someone else the second time and the third time and maybe fourth. Or it could be the same person and the, the same conflict keeps reoccurring over and over and maybe you're stuck in that friction state and you haven't opened your heart up. And this is kind of an extrapolation of how the founder of the Gene Keys described this is that, and it makes sense, but let me just, just bear with me for a moment. <clears throat> if you're always on guard, then how can you activate any type of evolution during a conflict with another person. Both of your defenses are up. Both your egos are defending and both fighting and both arguing. So when you lower and you become vulnerable, and this is why the I feel statements are so powerful and they sound cheesy and corny, but when you lower that guard and say, when you act like this, when you say this, I feel deeply hurt. It triggers my abandonment wound as a child. You know, whatever it is, go deep, lay it there. Not that they might not, you know, they may not listen, but they may, right? But you have to give them the opportunity to see it, to hear it. And in there, that's where it lies. 
for the other person to either listen, drop their guard, and say, wow, I didn't know that that's how you felt. I thought that you were mad at me because they have their own imperfectionist wounds as narcissists from childhood. Now, this might not always 100% work with a narcissist, especially when they're deep delved into it. But what if you can just like layer by layer try, especially if right now you're stuck in a situation with them. What's the harm of experimenting with this concept and using I feel statements versus you know, always, you know, blaming them and pointing the finger. So in our conflicts, in our relationships in life, I think we all can agree, even though we don't like it, that our relationships are a mirror. Like I think to this scenarios, for me, the most triggering things that happen with my own relationships in my life now, with certain people that I just seem to always have conflict with, I, in my, in my moments, my quiet moments, I, and I'm observing myself, I see that I kind of do the same thing that they did to me. And then I have the opportunity to change it, to shift it, to not do that. But whatever we are facing in a conflict, in a relationship, typically there is some type of mirror there. Because here's another concept that the founder of the Gene Keys talked about with this is that the reason why the ego gets defensive is because it believes someone has control to affect you, to affect how you feel, affect your safety, affect something. And where it can be a ripple effect, yes, there is ultimately no control. It goes back to this old, old story. I know I've told this on the podcast multiple times, but new season, I'm going to tell the story again. There's an old wise man in a village and his son fell off a horse and broke his leg. And all the villagers said, oh, what a terrible thing. Your son is such a misfortune, bad luck that he has fallen off and broken his leg. Almost out of sympathy, right? But this is just what all the language they were using and, he, and the concepts that we think right? When something bad happens. And he said, is it? He was very neutral. It was good, bad, whatever it is. It is the experience that, excuse me, it is the experience that you're learning from. And then time went by and, you know, the sun healed and moved on and became a mighty warrior in the army and got medals of honor, came back to the village, brought great honor to the village and all the townspeople in the village were singing his praise and, and saying wow are you, you are so lucky to have a son like that who has brought you honor to the village and is such a great warrior you're so lucky and he said am I neither high you know freak you know high emotional highs and emotional lows really had any merit to him it didn't control his reality it just it is what it is and some might think well that's a really you know mean dad he doesn't really care about his kid but the the philosophy behind it is circumstances don't control how we feel our inner knowing our inner peace controls how we feel and so when you're in a conflict with someone 
Your ego thinks that that person has power to hurt you, has power to control you, has power to move your emotions, where that only happens within yourself at the core. And this is why I love Buddhism and meditation, because that is the constant striving for is this inner peace to know that nothing outside of you can shake how you feel about yourself at the core and your emotional state. It is what it is. That's also stoicism. So this is an interesting, you know, gate in the solar plexus because you may feel activated a lot because it's the gate of friction. You may be, you know, experiencing a lot of conflict, but the constant, this is why I love to to learn and integrate into the gene keys because it kind of gives us this striving for, right? It's like, okay, so you experience life and you're learning in life school through conflict. Now, how can you evolve and transform out of these conflicts versus constantly experiencing them in a negative way perpetually? And it's an emotional experience and it's an interactive experience. And as you may know or may not know, that if you are not feeling all the feels of the full emotional wave, especially if you have a defined solar plexus, you're feeling them, but maybe you're pushing them down, you're blocking them, you're not allowing them to flow like water, life gets harder. There's more tension, there's more grit. You're building up a dam of emotions and all of a sudden they explode. And this isn't the way to evolve and manage and feel and experience our emotions. That's just a old way of thinking about how to just not experience negative emotions. But human experience is just that. It is the human experience. It's the lows. It's the highs. It's the everything. It's not just the highs. We can't just always be happy and joyful. So the hexagram conflict represents this idea of conflict and the need to find a harmonious resolution. And people with this gate defined, and especially in their sun gate and their incarnation cross, it is this emotional tension, challenging situations, but really figuring out a way to resolve the conflict. There's this desire to diplomatically figure out how to resolve this conflict so we can get back to harmony. Balancing those emotions is important. And the transformation here really is softening, like letting go of the ego, opening up the heart wall, you know, putting the heart wall down and allowing the transformation to happen through vulnerability, through compassion, through the heart. And this is wherein lies the peace, the personal growth and evolution. So this week, from September 16th through Thursday, September 21st, we have an opportunity, dear empaths, to transmute the conflict in our shadow frequency of pain, sorrow, hostility, anger towards the narcissist, to transmute that 
up into the gift of peace. And the gene keys, they call it the city. It's like the final destination is the city of our soul's karmic evolution. And it's okay if you don't get there this lifetime, but as long as you are mutating and transforming little by little towards that path, I think that's all that matters. And the gift frequency of peace represents the potential for inner and outer peace. And when you learn to embrace and transmute conflict, Again, I always think, like just recently, instead of harboring resentment towards someone who is difficult in my life and not labeling them as anything, this is the hard part, right? We've, we've learned the things, we've diagnosed our self-diagnosis, and then now we say, okay, they're a narcissist. But now what that gives your ego um, something to deal with when the shadow is conflict and hate and anger and that is the last thing we need to do to transmute that particular energy in your life. And if you want in the collective to really stop experiencing narcissists for constantly just pitting ourselves against them. And I'm not saying let yourself be abused by them. What I'm saying is in your heart of hearts, letting go of that anger and hostility and wall and always asking yourself, this was asking myself this week, it's like, what would compassion do? Not what would I do? What should I do? Not even that. It's like, what would compassion do? The spirit of compassion. It's almost like that stupid corny phrase that I used to always hear as a teenager, what would Jesus do? That's a lot, really triggering for a lot of us because dear Jesus is rolling in his grave because in his spirit world because so much of his teachings have been skewed and misinterpreted and used for their own personal control and gain. But it is the same thing. So let's just shift it to what would the spirit of compassion do? Okay, well, they would just reach out and make sure that that person was okay. Because yeah, you drew a boundary. Yeah, you said something really harsh. And depending on, again, if they're super toxic and you need to go no contact, please do that. Protect yourself. I'm just saying if they're just kind of a wounded person who always seems like there's always this conflict in your life and there is no real diagnosis there. Let's just say it that way because there's plenty of conflict without narcissists in the world, right? Start with the non-narcissist to transmute the conflict into peace, right? What would compassion, what would the spirit of compassion do? Probably reach out and be loving and knowing that you're doing it out of the spirit of compassion will then allow you to not take it whatever they're going to say personally because it's coming from a higher source and maybe they're really hurt or maybe they're perfectly fine or whatever it is that's their emotions and if you can have this mindset that what others do doesn't have control over how I feel how I think and my worth then you're, you're already guarded against whatever could be thrown your way. So this is kind of the path of how we embrace and learn how to transmute conflict into inner calm and serenity. There's that serenity prayer, right? That from the AA, you know, and it's all about like so many things we can't control. We let go of the control, we surrender. 
And we do our best within our own bodies, within our own minds of what we can do. And in doing so, you can be a very skilled conflict resolution person and even have diplomacy. Maybe you're already a natural at it because this is part of your incarnation cross and your karmic journey is you're not afraid to stand up and step into conflict. You're bringing, you love to bring harmony to relationships and communities. You may be someone who is a diplomat who is helping in so many different areas in the world. And the Siddhi, the highest frequency of this piece is diplomacy. And individuals who embody the qualities of diplomacy and peaceful coexistence. This reminds me a lot of the Lemurians. If you don't know what Lemuria is, and I'm going to talk probably more about this because I'm really learning more about it because of an Akashic record with Jacqueline that I had that said that I have had maybe 45 lives. It's like unimaginable with all the years that go by. And then I was learning about how Lemurians, like you could live for a couple hundred years or a thousand years like they just intended to live and then they lived there was no like oh my body is breaking down and now I'm dying it's the weirdest concept I'm still trying to wrap my head around this community though of Lemurians were very peaceful like the original garden of Eden type society they existed before it's like imagine the Egyptians but before the Egyptians and also I'm learning that the pyramids are something that the Lemurians built so you've got like all this information in my head I'm not sure how to process I'm just spitting it out and you can kind of be like whoa what's that and whatever catches your mind you can research so it reminds me though this peace this gift of peace this diplomacy is a place that humanity is hopefully going to evolve and strive back towards. It was tens of hundreds of thousands of years ago before the continent of Lemuria uh, collapsed underneath the ocean from a cataclysmic uh, natural disaster. And I know also there was conflict between the Atlantis. They, they were becoming more kind of like what our society is now, like individualized greed oriented you know they wanted to conquer and have war you know versus the, the the Lemurians who were peaceful they just they're one with nature you know communing with the energies of the sound the crystals the mag the magnets and all of that so that's hopefully to paint a picture of what our personal and hopefully collective evolution towards from conflict towards peace looks like and it really is a transformational gate so we're all getting to experience and use this amazing energy this powerful energy to embrace conflict don't run away from it tell your ego it's okay I got this I got you and then use your I feel statements so you don't have to you know actually argue or fight right if you're worried about like I can't argue I can't fight I'm not a lawyer like I don't know how to speak up for myself just express your feelings when you did this I feel that's all you need to do it doesn't have to be an argument that you win which our ego always thinks that we need to do 
It's just an expression and it gives you the opportunity for personal growth, evolution, and it gives that relationship. If it's really worth it and it's healthy and it just needs a bit of more work, it gives that relationship the opportunity to grow as well. So you can move toward a state or grade of peace and unity amidst the conflict with a narcissist. Yes, you can. And this may be one of the reasons your soul chose this role play of life in the moment because it said, yeah, let's do it. Let's evolve into more peace. Let's transform and grow spiritually and emotionally as a soul. I'm ready for it. Or maybe you're here for service and you're like, I've been there, done that, and you've got this whole peace thing figured out. You've got the Incarnation Cross Gate 6 highlighted. And ultimately, this is where you're here to shine and to help bring peace and diplomacy to the areas that really need it the most. So I'm just going to talk through some practical steps if that all felt very airy and thought-provoking but not very tangible. As a Virgo, I love to bring things down to earth. So number one really is self-reflection. You have to know and think like, wow, this is a pattern. They do this. And when they do this, I feel this. Like you have to reflect and know that. You have to own your responses. And then also when you share that, you know, understanding that how they react emotionally can really change. It can change something. It can. But you have to let your heart wall down to be able to navigate that situation gracefully and with compassion, which is a challenge, which is a lot of us uh, humans have never been able to resolve conflicts because it's hard. And sometimes even when we let our hearts pour open, we are still not heard. And the actions we desire to occur don't. And that's something to accept and to karmically realize as well. Like, we're not pouring our heart outs to get what we want. That's still the ego winning. We're pouring our heart outs in hopes that we ourselves can grow emotionally. And if it affects the other person, amazing. But expect that it won't, you know? So setting boundaries. So you've poured your heart out. It didn't affect them. Zero empathy. They're still the same asshole. Fine. They still don't change their their actions. That still doesn't have control over you, your worth, your emotions. So now you set boundaries and you say, okay, I see this little experiment I did showed me something. It showed me that I need to establish clear boundaries now. And it's crucial to do so when dealing with narcissists, like real psychopathic narcissists. And it's important to draw clear boundaries in healthy relationships. It really is a matter of when I didn't pour my heart out to them, they didn't hear it. So now the boundary is, okay, now you're moved to the outer circle. Now you don't get to share in intimate activities in my life. Now I don't pour out my heart to you again because I know it's just not going to work. It's not going to shift anything. 
it's almost like you set your own personal boundary and then you set up another boundary like okay well now you're each boundary is so custom to your own situation maybe it is you don't get to come into my house when we are you know doing child swaps anymore right exchanging custody or the boundary is you don't get to talk to me like that and if you start to again I walk away or the boundary is this relationship isn't working and I need to move out and find my life and my own path there's so many different boundaries so so many and some are just unspoken boundaries where you don't reach out to them as often anymore right and don't emotionally engage as much because that person is seeking to manipulate you and exploit you. And so you don't want to put yourself in a vulnerable position of abuse again. So you say even to your children, you can say, it's okay not to play with someone who you feel is pushing your boundaries and manipulating you. It's perfectly fine to not play with them and tell them, I don't want to play with you. And everyone else might say, that's so mean, that's so hurtful. Everyone needs to figure out how to get along in elementary school. But... I'm not going to teach my child to not have boundaries and to be a nice girl and then grow up and then be in a relationship with somebody who does the same thing to her. The things that we teach them now today in grade school does translate up into adulthood. So teaching them how to read personalities, draw boundaries, and then not be emotionally blackmailed by that little child or person or this could be an adult too because narcissists are drowned children don't be emotionally blackmailed to to drop your boundaries like your sanity is worth it right you are worth having joy and peace in your life and that's your boundary it's like no every time that we interact every time that you come over every time I play with you you make me feel like you're pushing me towards like getting in trouble by somebody or doing something that I don't want and you don't stop pushing me to do it, right? So then the other one here, practical step, is communication skills. Empaths can develop assertive commu communication skills to express your needs. You can. You can develop the skill, like I said, to express your feelings and concerns because point blank you don't care how they react the only reason we hold back what we share is we feel it's not safe because they're going to negatively react and sometimes it happens in normal relationships then you get to call your partner out on it it's okay and so it's just a matter of not caring how they react and how they feel as long as you're in safe you know you're, you're safe and you're not going to get physically hurt then you can express your needs and feelings. Sometimes we don't get to do this with those real violent people, but don't worry, there'll be many other opportunities for you to learn to express your feelings and concerns calmly to another human being who is not violent. So don't try this with a narcissist who is violent. Just find a safe shelter and space to heal yourself in. There's no need to face a saber-toothed tiger with a club, you know? It's like with barely any, any weapons, you're just going to end up um, 
highly wounded or dead, like literally. So please do not do that. And of course, seek professional help if you're dealing with any of these situations that are deeply psychologically challenging. And then number four practical step is to embrace your inner peace by working with the energy of gate six in human design and this gene key of then the I Ching of conflict, you know, trying to evolve towards peace. You can embrace the concept of conflict as a catalyst for your growth and transformation, which I think is really key. And hopefully is a mental mind shift for you, all of you who are avoiding conflict and are just fed up and don't even want to deal with it, right? Big, big, wide sweep of no contact was last year in the social media realm with, you know, empaths dealing with narcissists, which I think is a good boundary at first, but it's also impractical for all of you who have children with them, who share custody. Like it just doesn't work. So this still is this catalyst for growth for you to shift in perspective, to find your inner peace and resilience. And both of those come from the heart, come from the power of the spirit of compassion. And the last practical step is seeking support. It is so essential to make sure that you have a support system. You have a therapist. You can find one at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. That link is in the show notes. If you need someone and you don't know if there's anyone around locally, there are trauma-informed therapists there at BetterHelp. And it is important to find a therapist who is trauma-informed because some of them just go, oh, well, they've never experienced narcissist. And then they, they're trying to talk to you like you're, you're dealing with a normal person and you're not. You, you know, finding support groups. I know that there's so many support groups on Facebook. I personally don't like them. So maybe we should start like a, a light one, which I was thinking of starting a support group in the Patreon. I was thinking of doing yoga, tea, and tarot weekly and uh, putting that in the Patreon to help support this podcast. So that's an idea. Please let me know. Reach out to me. DM me if you would love to join yoga, tea, and tarot weekly. I'm thinking just like $5. And yeah, that's my thought about that. And then mentors, if you need one-on-one mentorship, I am here for you who can guide you read your chart. I can help read your human design chart and astrology chart to help you through finding your roadmap for healing. So in conclusion, dear empaths, thank you for listening to all of that and looking at your chart to see where, what type of group you're in. If you're just amplifying it in the collective, if you have it, fine and you're really feeling this strong or if this is part of your karmic journey and this is in your sun gate right now and this is something that is really highlighting in your spiritual journey and growth right now dealing with conflict especially with narcissists can be a very daunting challenge for all of us on this earth however through the wisdom of human design and the gene keys and your astrology chart. I really truly believe that you can transform these challenges into opportunities for personal growth and evolution by embracing your authentic self, by setting up healthy boundaries 
ignoring and rewriting over all the lies that have been conditioned to you in culture, society, and possibly by a narcissist. And developing the communication skills and seeking support. This is how we find inner peace and navigate the complexities of the conflict with grace, compassion, and resilience. In the end, it's through these challenges that we can truly shine and evolve into our fullest potential. And the affirmation again for gate six is with emotional intelligence and a harmonious spirit, I embrace the power of resolving conflicts and tensions, navigating emotional terrain with grace and fostering understanding and harmony in all my interactions. This is going to be in the guidebook, the workbook that I am writing. I'm editing. I'm in the editing stages. I'm so excited. And I feel like uh, the new title should be Narcissist Proofing Your Soul, Empathic Healing Through Human Design. Let me know what you think. This is definitely a companion workbook to help you dive deeper into the details to understand your human design. It does have the tale of goddess Anana's descent, some shadow work, guided meditations, and moon rituals for each zodiac sign in it. I'm so excited to be editing it. This is the fun part for me as a Virgo. Um, but I feel like it takes longer to edit than write. So my hope is to get this out by November. Uh, so make sure that you are in our Empath Healing Community, free community. Um, you can get your free human design chart or grab the 10-day NARC free challenge to make sure that you're um, up to date with the announcements and you can join the review team for this book and get this book for free as long as you help me write a review. That's all I ask. All right. So this is, this is it. So thank you so much for listening. There will be more of these gates and highlights of the energy of the week coming up for you. I think this is really important to know what to focus on in our spiritual journey and what is out there in the cosmos to help us harness. So much love. Until next time. Thank you so much for investing in yourself today to become more empowered and listening and tuning into your own inner voice. Join our Empath Healing Community for free and receive your free 10-day Live NARC-free audio workshop. Grab your copy of the Empath and the Narcissist book, either on paperback, hardcover, or audible. And look out in your emails for the upcoming workbook coming out soon. You can dive deeper with me and get your free human design chart at in the pinned post on Instagram at Raven Scott Show, or you can purchase your full reading to ask me as many questions as you have about your chart. Don't forget to get professional help through our sponsor, BetterHelp. Get 10% off your first month by going to the link in the show notes and head on over to the episode page where you can subscribe to the blog and read even more. I have extra bonus information through the blog that you can read that I haven't talked about here on the podcast. 
so many ways to dive deeper with me and I really, really, truly, truly appreciate you. And I'm sending so much energy out to you for you to be empowered to your empath on your healing journey. And in this next chapter of your life, don't forget to rate and review this podcast if you have not yet already or just have, then just keep sharing it with a friend. And remember, always keep your unique light shining.